a random hobo we picked up off the street. She eats things. <laughs> <laughs> And now for our post-production notes on social media. One of these days, I will actually get these recorded in our soundproof studio, but for right now, my home microphone is the best thing that I've got. We're looking to do things a bit differently with our links from now on. If you're looking for our social media or you're looking for where our podcast is hosted, you can actually go to linktree slash breadcrumb trails podcast. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash breadcrumb trails podcast and you can find all of our links there welcome to the breadcrumb trails podcast i'm gina i'm danny and i'm carol and today we are on the topic of food and we have a special guest today today we're sitting with jackie Cousy. she is a food enthusiast and a journalism student from McEwen university hello <laughs> mm. so why don't you tell us a bit about yourself who are you like what do you do uh, so I'm a journalism student at McEwen currently. Um, right now we're doing an assignment that we're supposed to make a publication by the end of the semester and I'm just really interested in food right now. And uh, yeah, that's kind of what my publication's gonna be about. So I'm, yeah, I'm interested in talking about it and, and discussing everything about food. <laughs> so that makes me wanna ask, what is your favorite food overall? If you could pick any one thing in the world, what would it be? <laughs> Um, since, okay, so a little background on me. Uh, I'm gluten-free and dairy-free. Uh, it's a current, it's a recent thing. It hasn't been, it hasn't been a year yet, but um, I did it because of like a skin thing that I have and it just made my life better. But right now, probably my favorite food that I miss most is like a good burger with like nice, good, terrible for you bread. <laughs> that's like, that's what I love you know so so the gluten-free and dairy-free thing then that's because of an allergy uh yeah so i have uh this condition called hyper hyper high sorry here it is hydrodendus superativa that's a mouthful it's a mouthful that's why i couldn't say it yeah um, <laughs> uh, and basically i was told to go paleo and i refused <laughs> i tried it for a day and i hated it so much so anybody who's paleo um here's to you <laughs> um but uh, yeah, so I, I was told to go paleo because it's, uh, it cuts out carbs and sugars and uh, milk products. Um, so yeah, I decided to do gluten-free and dairy-free instead, which has worked perfectly for me. Um, yeah, and so the, the condition itself is basically like you get like, like acne and like hormonal things and you can search it up, but <laughs> it's, it's kind of gross, but yeah. So yeah, that's why I went that direction and yeah, it's changed my life. And I, I've been trying to find recipes and different ways to eat with gluten-free, dairy-free for the last little bit, so yeah. Okay, so I've got one more question before we pass the mic over so I can stop hogging up airtime. <laughs> what does a regular, or I guess a standard meal look like for you these days? Um, so breakfast, I usually have like a, some eggs. I either have like scrambled eggs or sunny side up eggs. I love a good soft egg. <laughs> um, I, I try to have uh, some sort of grain. So I do have like gluten-free bread. Um, there's a great one at the Italian center. It's like in a yellow bag. I forget the name, but it's super good. And they have chia, not chia, sorry. They have ciabatta buns that are super good. And I put like vegan butter on it and some, some crab apple, homemade crab apple jelly and some bacon. It's great. 
for those of you that are listening and can't see, Carol is currently drooling <laughs> down the road. It's great. Um, for lunch, I've actually, my parents, uh, I live with my parents, and they recently went to Costco, and I think, I think it's from Costco, but it's a gluten-free and vegan uh, ramen, dried ramen noodles, so it's like without broth, without anything. And recently, I found it in a pantry, and I was like, Mom, you got this for me? She's like, yeah, I thought of you when I was at Costco. And uh, so I've been eating that. I've made, like, a chicken ramen, a beef ramen for lunch. I don't really have classes in the middle of the day, so I just go home and make, like, a real, real yummy lunch. Today I had some hummus with it and some... I didn't put it in the soup. I had, like, carrots and hummus and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so I lied. I've got one more question for you. (laughs) Do you want to come over and cook a meal for me? (laughs) I sound like such a chef by this, but honestly, that's all I know how to make. Um, and I just kind of watch my, my mom kind of makes like chicken and stuff like that. We have like meat at night and veggies. A lot of steamed veggies recently. Lots of steamed veggies. I do like a good carrot, steamed carrot. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we're going to uh, move the mic over and we are going to let somebody else have a turn to ask a question before this is a an episode with just me. <laughs> All right, so with this being a travel podcast, can you tell us a little bit about your travel history and how it correlates with your bootiness, let's say? Okay, so my mom is Cuban, uh, so I'm half Cuban and half Ukrainian. My dad's from Edmonton, but um, so I have a lot of uh, food <laughs> history and like cultures and stuff like that. So um, I've gone to Miami a whole lot of times in my life because I have a lot of family there. And we usually go for like the typical Cuban cuisine, which is like croquetas, um, rice and black beans and uh, pork and just everything Cuban, right? So, and then for like Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that, we have the typical Ukrainian meal. So, polopchi and lesnike, which are like uh, rice and cabbage things and bread things. So. It's been a great time, pierogies, like everything, everything that everyone loves, right? So borscht and everything. Um, travel-wise, uh, I've been to Spain, I've been to Prague and uh, Vienna and Mexico, Hawaii, uh, a bunch of places in the U.S. and Canada. I actually went on a road trip with my parents. It was like 40 hours each way to Toronto, and we stopped along the way to different places and different cuisines. Um, but yeah, we've I've kind of experienced a lot. So one thing is like the Czech Republic, it's crazy. They have huge portions for meals. And so before your meal at certain places that you go, it's usually at like a, a rest, like a sit down restaurant. They give you a shot of um, this liqueur that's supposed to make your digestion easier. So like you can eat more and <laughs> lose it later. Um, but yeah, the, it's been, yeah, I have quite a, experience i haven't been to a lot of places but uh like most people have been to like 29 countries <laughs> okay sure <laughs> go ahead but uh yeah it's uh, yeah <laughs> okay and trying out new foods can be a kind of a nerve-wracking experience for some people it can be frightening what do you tell yourself or what do you do for yourself if you wanted to take that risk i used to be a really picky eater um i just refuse to ever try sushi, which is terrible, and I hate myself for it every day since. Um, but I recently tried sushi, probably like I would say uh, 
like six years ago and I was like, what have I been doing with my life? Like this is the perfect meal, just rice, some seaweed, some fish, like, oh, it's so good. And soy sauce is great. So I recommend just like trying, trying a little bit, you know? Don't, don't just say, no, I hate it, I won't try it. Try a little bit. If, it, if you really don't like it, you don't have to have it again. Honestly, no one's forcing you to eat anything that you don't like. But um, just take that step and be brave, I guess. So for me, one of the things that I do is I have this rule try everything once and that's actually how i discovered my love of sushi like one of my absolute favorite meals that oh. and sashimi like oh, sushi's i love sushi yeah. so much it's so good like i i've spent i spent probably 15 years not having sushi sushi and <laughs> sushi and uh, sashimi yeah, have easily great. moved to the top of my favorite foods list if you want to befriend me in a hurry sushi is a very good way to go just make it just make sure it's decently done haven't you heard though it's like a thing not to like if you're going on a first date, you shouldn't eat sushi because it's like a not cute way to eat food. I haven't heard it's that. It's because you're like taking it and you're just like, just stuffing the whole piece in your mouth and you're like, this is a great date, hey? But it's it's such a good food. Like why would you put it in that category of something not to eat for a first date? Like take me to sushi on a first date. Dude, why not? Yeah, it's I, one of the best <laughs> first date. I feel like it's one of the best first day meals since it's small it's in a small morsel form it's adorable to pick it up in your chopsticks and it's tiny enough that you're not cramming the whole thing in your mouth you're not going (laughs) yeah i guess you just need to know how to chew food and swallow it before you <laughs> That's a good rule. <laughs> You're gonna take someone on a date with those sushi. Just, just swallow your food and keep the conversation going. <laughs> Pretty much for me, if somebody wants to make instant friends with me, sushi is a really good way to do that. Like, it, like, I absolutely love the stuff. I don't think I've met a sushi that I don't like, and that is really odd for me when it comes to food. There's like a all-you-can-eat sushi place right close to here. We should go afterwards. <laughs> is it, is it that Zen, I think it's called. I think it's Zen? further up. Yeah. Zen, I've been there. Yeah. So good. Um, I was gonna wheel back a little bit. So we talked about we're actually like we're talking about food, but what about like the difference between like Cuban table manners and Ukrainian table manners? Well, um, my experience, my uncles are like super Guido, and so they just I don't know. It's just like greasy kind of like okay and I don't know if that's the best definition of it but they're very like Latino and they just put their elbows on the table and eat like pork skin and like grease and like oh it's like if you have a meal with my uncle he his first thing in his meal is like dinner buns with like garlic butter and um yeah like buttery garlic stuff and he just slathers it on there and like eats it and then he tells us how he's trying to lose weight and uh working out all the time and lifting heavy weights and he's just like dripping in sweat because it's Miami and it's like 98 degrees and you're all just sweating looking at him eating this massive meal and you're like wow this is a great conversation and he's the type of person who doesn't swallow his food too um (laughs) but my my dad's family so the Ukrainian side um it's very proper like you want to I don't know, like my family's, my grandma's super Catholic and my dad like follows that. He tries to be super Catholic and he's 
goes, he's like the one one week a day Catholic type of person. Oh and when, boy. when it comes to holidays, we go to like the midnight mass for Christmas and the three hour long Easter mass, which is torture. <laughs> but uh, he, yeah, it's very proper, like no elbows on the table and uh, you, you like have to ask to go get up but i i don't know if it's like that for every ukrainian family obviously but um there's a lot of food involved still there's like a lot of grab and a lot of passing but especially at uh fest like festive holidays it's yeah it's kind of like that just be, be good <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what it's like the difference between Cuban and ukrainian mm-hmm yeah. I look so, so Asian. <laughs> <laughs> There's our sound clip for this episode. I totally missed that. Yeah. You totally missed what Gal said? Yeah. I look so Asian. <laughs> <laughs> There's our sound clip for the, the intro to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry to derail that. Alright, so with the Ukrainian food being mostly carb heavy, um, how do you politely decline some of these foods due to your allergies? Uh, yeah, that's the one I'm trying to figure out right now. My mom just made pierogies the other day and I was super mad. <laughs> like, like, I looked at it and I basically told myself, I was like, okay, I'm gonna have one and then I just can't have another one, you know? Like, it's gonna kill me later. So, um, yeah, I I have to figure that one out. I'm With my publication that I'm making, I'm trying to do a issue of, like, festive foods, so, like, Thanksgiving foods or Easter or whatever holidays, like Hanukkah, Christmas, whatever, that could be adapted. So my travel portion of it, because I want to look at different cultures and research how they eat their food and what can be tied in with... Uh, dietary restrictions and like how you can modify it but uh for the most part i'm not allergic to bread and dairy it will just kill me like if i have a lot of it so um i can have it but it's a huge regrettable decision later um but yeah i would probably just say to decline it i don't know like you my grandma would be very mad if i didn't eat it but she's also huge she's, every time she sees me she's like are you still doing gluten free and dairy free and I'm like yes yes grandma I don't want to die and I want good skin so yeah <laughs> so in that have you found a gluten free dairy free pierogi recipe that you actually like here we have Danny the rock star <laughs> so uh, not quite I'm actually starting to look at recipes as I'm making my publication so I've just downloaded that I've just downloaded the app Yummily, or whatever it's called, and they have a bunch of recipes on there, and you can search up different dietary restrictions. Um, and right now I'm into soup, because I'm having a lot of ramen, so I'm into <laughs> soup right now, so I've seen like butternut squash soup and pumpkin soup that I want to try. Um, but for like crusts and uh, doughs and pies and stuff, um, I yeah, I haven't really found anything yet, it's, especially since pierogies, is, they're basically flour, and the filling is cheese whiz and like potato. So I guess you could use like nutritional yeast and potato and like almond milk. That doesn't sound that good. So a lot of, don't take that. Don't, don't make that. <laughs> I'll post I something. Saying I will already. post that somewhere of like some sort of recipe for that. But yeah, 
I know for me, pierogies are one of those things that kind of like lays potato chips, but oh. you can't have just one. I cannot so sit good. down. I cannot have just one pierogi. I have to sit down and like eat, eat quite a few. Yeah, yeah. They are addictive as hell, and when you pair them with a really good sour cream, like that's just heaven. Mm-hmm. See, you can't get the low fat sour cream. Yeah, no, you can't get the low fat stuff. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's uh. That's the big struggle. The other day, my mom was like, oh, do you want sour? Oh, you can't have sour cream. Oh, and I was like, yeah. I'm I was thinking of putting my, like, dairy-free yogurt, which is basically just, like, cultured coconut stuff, milk, I think. And I was like, no, I'm not going to put that on there. <laughs> no, no way. I like, hell am I putting that on my pierogi? So. I mean, if you salt it enough. Yeah, that's. I actually found a recipe today that has, like, coconut milk, and you put, like, salt and garlic and pepper and bunch of different stuff to make it a sour cream so i, I could try that but i'm probably not gonna have pierogies for quite some time so <laughs> maybe I'm, i'll make a recipe for pierogies and then i can use that but yeah i am so sorry <laughs> yeah especially like the the buttery and onions and stuff like that mm. Mm. <laughs> so does rice flour have the same effect then uh what do you mean? like can you not have rice flour as a like as a gluten supplement. No, we could have. Because so could you not make progress out of rice flour? Mm-hmm. I mean, it essentially, it would just be a dumpling. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, I can use I can use uh, rice flour. It's I can use like coconut flour. The only thing I can't use is oat flour because you never know if it has uh, traces of gluten. Gluten is basically like a chemical reaction when once when you're making like bread. It's when you add the wet ingredients to dry ingredients. I just learned this on a Bon Appetit episode, by the way, by from like Claire Savitz, who I love right now. I'm obsessed with Bon Appetit. But uh, it's basically a chemical reaction where when you add the dry ingredients to the wet ingredients, it, it like makes gluten. So it's just like a, a thing that happens. It's like a gas that happens. So um, yeah, I can have like rice flour and almond flour. I have like the, the Bob Mills one-to-one baking flour, so it's like the same as regular wheat flour so yeah all right and what kind of prep and research do you do before going to say a restaurant or even to a foreign country uh well i haven't been to a foreign country yet being gluten-free dairy-free um but i just don't order bread in that case or anything that's like a cream sauce um which is hard because mostly everything is like everything either has dairy in it or gluten in it and it's hard to find both a gluten-free and dairy-free food when you're going to a restaurant you can definitely look at the menus and see that what they have i find though that recently gluten-free like gluten-free menus have become super common at at restaurants so if you say that you're gluten-free they'll bring you an actual gluten-free menu that'll also probably have vegan options on it but then there's the having to get something that's gluten-free and vegan, and sometimes there's not that many options for that. Um, but I'm not vegan, so I just say, like, don't put the cream sauce on that, and I'll be fine. Like, that's all you need to do. No cheese, stuff like that. Um, usually I'm pretty good at winging it and just straight up telling the waiter while they're giving us drinks, just be like, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but I'm gluten-free and dairy-free, and I need to eat what can I have? <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, a lot of people aren't, can't, like, don't find the confidence or, like, aren't that open to just telling someone they can't eat there, but um, I'm, I find I'm a pretty extroverted person, so if you're <laughs> like me, you can just straight up tell them and they'll 
people will understand. They'll feel bad for you and make you a good meal. So. Oh, actually, yeah. So I was in Calgary. Uh, my brother recently just became a lawyer, and we were in Calgary to celebrate it. And we got super, we got a lot of drinks. We were very inebriated. And uh, we went to this, like, pub to go get more drinks. <laughs> and we hadn't had dinner yet, so we ordered there. And the even the pub, like this, this patio, had had a gluten-free, dairy-free menu. And I was like, oh. And, and, the, and the waitress, she even was like, hey, you know what? We have this gluten-free bun. Why don't we do a grilled chicken sandwich with no butter, no butter and just, like, some sauce? And we'll replace cheese with mayo, and we'll do this. Some people don't like mayo, but it was great. It was super good, and I was like, wow, you know what? You're bae. You did it. <laughs> you helped me out. <laughs> Gave me a solid, because now I can actually have a... It was such a good... Like, I would go back to Calgary to have that burger. It was so good. It was like, yeah. <laughs> it was so good. Knowing this, you're dairy-free gluten-free now when you make travel plans like if you want to go to like Italy or something where like gluten and bread flour is kind of like a thing a thing (laughs) (laughs) like what are your plans to like one like stay healthy and like not get sick but also like try and experience as much as that of that food culture as you can um I haven't thought of that yet but um yeah that's kind of the thing I'm gonna start to research is how can you even travel if you have such heavy dietary restrictions? Uh, especially if I, yeah, if I don't want to get sick, it's kind of hard because definitely Italy, they have a lot of pasta and uh, even though it's not really Italian, but pizza and stuff like that, like it's just, it's just a lot. But they ha- do have gelato and I'm sure they have some sort of like sorbet you can have for dessert, which is great, but that's dessert. So um, you can e- easily do like a breakfast with just like eggs and toast, right? lunch you can do like a broth soup with no noodles in it or um yeah like veggies standard stuff dinner just do like a meat and i think you'll be good but um if you're just if you just honestly if you're just really healthy eating you don't really have bread or cream so if you just find a restaurant that doesn't implement so so much cream and frying and stuff like that they you should typically be fine, I would, I would say, but yeah. And also a lot of Italian restaurants, they use oil instead of butter, so like olive oil, so I, w- I would assume that it's mostly cooked. But again, there's a language barrier and all that stuff that you're trying to figure out, so yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. <laughs> That's my answer, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've done some research in before going into this episode and what I found that helps is somebody once she had a peanut allergy and she was going to Thailand and what she did was she drew a picture of a peanut and put a giant red X across it and that was her little tool for getting around Thailand with it hmm. or you could also like learn the phrase maybe go do some Google Translate research yeah. and, you know even sketchy do some Duolingo research mm-hmm. and learn the language a little bit and say no peanut or yeah. no wheat or something like that. So no bread. It's, uh, it's actually funny how many people know about gluten-free and dairy-free allergies and then how many people who have no clue, they're like, what the heck is gluten? My mom still is like, oh, can you have potatoes? And I'm like, yes, mom. But the starch is not. <laughs> it's not bread or gluten. I'm not keto. <laughs> I'm not keto. Like, I, I can have potatoes. So, yeah. 
That's a good tip, though. Like, if you're going to a country, then just mm-hmm. that's a common image. It's a good right. symbol, semiotics. Mm-hmm. You can show them that picture and say, no. Big no. Be bad. No. <laughs> he, <laughs> die. he die. He <laughs> die. <laughs> just don't drop dead in the middle of a restaurant or get into theatrics. <laughs> take any tips from this episode do not drop dead in the <laughs> restaurant yeah <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> all right and what inspires you to try out different cuisines i don't know just try it i'm i kind of just like all food <laughs> big foodie as as i was uh introduced as um did not introduce you as a foodie. Oh, what? Sorry. A food, food enthusiast. Food enthusiast. Sorry, we were talking about introducing you as a foodie before. Uh, just try it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of cultures out there and a lot of traditions and a lot of foods and styles of making different things. So try it. See what you like. Eat it. Enjoy it. Live, laugh, love. As <laughs> <What laughs> they say. <laughs> Eat, pray, love. That's what I was going for. But yeah. Um, in all the, like, all the different countries you've traveled and, like, the, all the food that you've gotten to experience before you're out, like, allergies? Restrictions? Yeah, restrictions. Restrictions? Which one, like, not just the food, but, like, the way it was presented to you, the way you had to eat it was, like, the most memorable, the most, like, I want to go back there and eat that again. Uh, definitely when I went to Vienna, except we went to, my uncle's super bougie. And he took us to this restaurant that was like, it had seven tables and like one waiter. And he came around and there was a planned meal. And he gave you like wine pairings for the foods. And it was, it was so, like, I sound so stupid saying this, but it was super bougie and it was super great. But uh, that meal was like, oh, it was so good. Also, when I went to Spain, um, there was this little market that they have. And it's basically just like, it's not really like a outdoor farmer's market or something like that. It's like a built market that has uh, different booths and different foods. So they had like a, a booth for meats and like prosciutto. Oh, it was so good. That that place was, oh, it was so insane. You could have like bull testicle soup and bull tail and stuff like that. And you were like, what the hell is that? And then you'd eat it and be like, what the hell is that? That's delicious, <laughs> which sounds gross. I'm not a gross person. <laughs> it was really good, trust me. And you had like uh, gazpachos and stuff like that. But Gos- gazpacho? Gazpacho. It's like a cold soup. We it was like a strawberry mm. gazpacho. It was because re- usually gazpacho is like tomato, cold tomato soup. It was super good. Most memorable though, I would say the Vienna place. That was insane. Because you also, I, I went to Spain when I was really young, so I didn't get to really have wine or enjoy Spain in that way. But um, Vienna was bomb. You had like, oh, like the meat and the, just everything that was prepared for you was like, oh, it was so good. There was like the super famous uh, cafe, which I don't even remember the name, but yeah, it was just, oh, their meals there are crazy. Like whoever's listening to this, search up Vienna cuisine and just drool. <laughs> it's great. We're good at that. It's super good. It's, yeah. I'm just going to add, because people can't see this, but Jackie is just like, She's in it. She's like <laughs> <laughs> moving my arms. <laughs> yeah. She's reliving Vienna, oh, reliving that meal. That was so good. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> so, I I'm sorry. I stepped out for a moment. I want I don't know if we've been over this yet. Do you have a favorite 
food-related story or food-related incident or food-related injury that you'd like to share with us? Uh, ooh, do the injury one. <laughs> <laughs> a food-related injury. Go to schnitzel, man. Right? <laughs> schnitzel. Vienna schnitzel. Oh. <laughs> I shivered. <laughs> oh, oh, my, so oh my God, that's schnitzel. Only here at the Breadcrumb Trails podcast. It's oh, <laughs> so good. Um, food-related injury. I'm really scared of putting my my hands in ovens and like anything to do with heat. My mom is, I don't know what kind of superpower she has, but she can grab like a pan out of the oven and just put it on the, the table and you're like, and she's like, oh, it hurts. And you're like, mom, that is a 300, oven mitts. <laughs> 350 degree metal. <laughs> put some oven mitts on for God's sakes. But uh I once accidentally was, I was turkey basting for like Thanksgiving, basting a turkey, and my sister's hand was holding the turkey to get, so I could like baste it, and I, I think I spilt some of the liquid on her hand, and that's the only injury I thought of. Uh, yeah, so she just got burnt from the juices from the turkey. <laughs> uh, what was your other question? Favorite food experience? <coughs> Uh, favorite food experience or food related story or you know something along those lines something I don't know fun lighthearted, something serious you, you choose <laughs> something serious I don't even know what Carol's doing Carol's, <laughs> Carol's just on her phone looking up uh, Vienna oh, cuisine so what's the weirdest food you've ever eaten weirdest food I would uh, definitely the, the bowl soup was real weird. Bull tail or bull testicle? Both <laughs> weird. <laughs> it was just like a weird, you were like, should I have it? Uh. <laughs> but uh, my sister has had uh, puffer fish, and that's like apparently very hard to prepare and very dangerous. Like if you do it the wrong way, you're dead. So <laughs> um, you've had it? I have actually had the pleasure of having pufferfish. Last summer I went to Japan for two and a half weeks Oof. and I went through the Kuraman Food Market, which is one of the oldest shopping arcades in the world. It's basically like this street um, that's been converted into a covered shopping market and I had a chance to try it there. It was absolutely delicious. Mm. Tasted kind of like... Chicken? Almost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? It, it tasted kind of like chicken, but at the same time, knowing that I was eating something that could potentially kill me, there was a bit of... A rush. Th yeah, th there, I'm not going to lie. There was a bit of a rush there. Um, but apparently you also have to be trained for years mm -hmm. working with this stuff in order to even be able to consider getting your license. Yeah, yeah it's definitely like the fish that are the weirdest ones. Because you can have like... I've had like deer and moose and stuff like that, which is kind of common in Alberta. But um, yeah, I the fish, there's like so many different fish that you can have that some that you can't even touch because you're, oh, actually my sister had sea urchin. And that's also one that you like, mm. it's hard to prepare. That one's like, you, you also need to be trained for years to have that. She was, she had it, she's like, oh, <laughs> so scary. But um, yeah, no, no other weird, Foods. Um, I don't know. Have you guys ever had a really weird food? I'll ask you a question. <laughs> Turn the tables. Oh, you know what? That, that's up in the interview. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the weirdest one I had was I was in Japan 
and my dad has this fondness for abalone. Unbeknownst to us, they gave us a live abalone, put it on the grill, and we watched it cook. It was... What's an abalone? It's a shellfish of okay. some variety, and so we were watching this thing squirm in its shell as it cooked slowly. I remember being mildly horrified. I think I lost my appetite for all of two seconds before realizing, hey, I have another plate of sushi to eat. <laughs> and kept eating. I think I tried this abalone. I was simply not a fan of it. It was, it was tender, yes, but it just, I don't know how to describe the taste. It just wasn't that great. I think I describe it as kind of, kind of how I would imagine an old man to taste. I think we might have to cut that out, actually. <laughs> well, yeah. To be fair, this podcast is rated R because I'm not known for being able to censor my mouth, so that's a thing. I don't think I've eaten anything particularly weird. Um, my dad bet me $11 to eat a cricket. Like off the shop floor, I did not. I was like twelve. <laughs> I was not like, even nah. like from from grass. It was like it's been crawling around that floor for a little bit. I think it just hit the like the wall of the sh- like the garage door on the shop and died, or something. But I was like, it was just a whole grasshopper. He was like, eat it. I'll give you eleven dollars. <laughs> I actually had to like barter my way up to eleven dollars. He was like, I'll give you five. And I'm like, give me 15. And then we made it to 11. And I was like, nah, I ain't doing it. (laughs) So now that you've all gone, I've got a couple for you. I've had a pizza that's been shaped like an envelope. I went to the Vampire Cafe in Ginza, Tokyo. Um, It's shaped like uh, essentially a letter from the devil or whatever. They go like completely to the nines. I've done pufferfish. I've had okonomiyaki and takoyaki. For those of you that don't know, okonomiyaki is a kind of as-you-like-it pancake. Takoyaki is essentially a deep-fried octopus ball. Deep-fried? Or breaded and fried octopus ball, which is... Like calamari, but octopus. Yeah, it it takes a little getting used to, and it's slimy on the way down, but it's got almost a unique taste to it. There was another one. Oh, I've had... I was bet a dollar to eat a candy cane that had been lying around from a time before it was regulated that they put an ingredients list on the back of the packaging. From what I understood, the candy cane was bought in the 1970s. It was the easiest dollar I ever made. Was there cocaine in it? There was not. <laughs> well, what was the point? <laughs> but it, it was, I mean, it wasn't like pepperminty and kind of lost all its flavor, so it was kind of like chewing cardboard. But yeah, no, I ate the entire thing. Actually, have you ever had a root beer candy cane? I have not, but that sounds yes. delicious. You have? Yes. Okay, do you like them? Actually, yeah. I quite enjoyed mine, but it was too sweet. It is too sweet, mm-hmm. and the flavor is very artificial. Like, mm-hmm. very artificial. I had it when I was in, like, grade three. It's not a weird food, I guess, but it's one that I just... Oh, it was so bad. It was, like... It was so artificial. I think I, I got, like, sick afterwards from having it, and it, it was... Well, I can't. To this day, I love root beer. Like, I, if I, if I, my, my dad loves Burger King and Costco, and Whopper Wednesday is his jam. And uh, anytime that we go to A and W, it's like I'm getting this freaking root beer. I love root beer so much. But that candy cane, just oh, I couldn't have like a candy cane for like 
couple years after that, I was like, scarred. Oh, <laughs> so gross. But I'm sorry, you like it. But <laughs> <laughs> I think it was mostly a case of I tolerated it. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't eat this food, but I spent a couple weeks in um, Italy, and pasta is a big thing. And so are historical rep- symbols and representations of good luck. A good luck and fertility symbol is <laughs> a dick. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So, dick pasta was a thing. In Italy? Yeah. Like, at a restaurant, you'd get dick Nice. Yeah, and, like, like they'd sell, like, the little, like, homemade, like, fresh pasta bags oh. of, like, you know, like, zoodles or, like, those... Yeah, yeah. Like you can get that. noodles and like yeah. the canned stuff that's like Finding Nemo or something. It, it was they were dicks. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've had a couple friends that um, have had like bachelorette parties or something like that. And like my cousin got married a couple years ago and we had a bachelorette party for her. And it was uh, yeah, somebody just brought a couple packs of dick-shaped pasta. But it was it was weird. It was a weird time. Yep. <laughs> that brings a whole new meaning to the words eat a dick. Yeah. <laughs> well, or a big bag of dicks. Yeah. Yeah, there is a side of there is a site that you can send people gummy dicks and it's eat a bag of dicks. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hashtag another we are not sponsored by eat a bag of, uh by big bag of dicks. <laughs> but uh we're not not willing to be sponsored. <laughs> yeah, it's not that we're not willing to be sponsored, we just have no sponsor yet. <laughs> so uh eat a bag of dicks, like we're open. We're available. <laughs> We're ready to mingle. <laughs> Heck, even if you are the send your enemies glitter person, I'm up for that too. They're the same company. Eat a bag of dicks and send your enemies glitter from what I've heard. Is it an actual company? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have not gotten the chance to use the send your enemies glitter. I have been very tempted. Extremely tempted. I just never really went through with it. I actually really regret it to this day. So that makes three sites now that I know of. There's the Glitter Bomb one. There's now the Bag of Dicks one. And there's the Manure one. You can send your enemies a bag of manure, and they have several different types of manure that you can choose from. All sorts of different animals. You can Dog. Dog is the worst. Dog, No, you can horse, be cat. Cow, cat. Oh, I was, I was going to say, like, if, you're, if your enemy has a great garden... They would love it. Like they would be like, "Oh my god, you sent me manure." But you can't. So you can't fertilize with dog or cat manure. Yeah, that's the thing. But they can with cow manure. So cow manure and it cow manure. Like if you're gonna send your enemy cow manure, it's more of a compliment. Yeah, it's more of a compliment. It's like, (laughs) yeah. I want you to have a good garden this year. Yeah. (laughs) You know what? Keep your enemies close. Send them some cow manure. That's how you do it. Make some friends, but stay enemies. You know. Just make it anonymous. (laughs) Frenemies. I sent you that manure. I hope you like it. <laughs> I do not have a garden personally. Please do not send me cow manure. <laughs> we don't have an official breadcrumb trails e- mailing address, so we can't get anything right now. <laughs> not yet, we don't. But eventually, if we can get big enough, I'm. We might consider it. PO box. Yeah, yeah that's kind of what I'm thinking is a PO box. I'm like hell. I'm giving out my public, my actual like mailing address. No. We'd probably actually. You know what? Yes, yes we do. They can send it to me at Roundhouse because I have an actual business mailing address through Roundhouse now. So if people are interested in sending fan mail, please no, n- please no manure, <laughs> you can send it to Gina 
Harrow Roundhouse, and you guys will have to search up the address until I can actually find it. I don't think she has a garden either. Don't send me manure. Don't give me the <laughs> manure we get sent. Daddy, you got a present for ya. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, back on topic. Another weird thing that I've... I did not eat this because I'm pretty sure I would have been killed trying to eat it was it was a bunch of tentacles I'm pretty sure from a squid that were still moving they were dead but they were still very much is that when they moving. put like the soy sauce or something on top and it like mm -hmm. it causes the neurons to fire and yeah, yeah. It them to go out of rigor mortis Ugh. yeah <laughs> so good. That sounds delicious yeah oh, the only but problem can you, like mouth when it's doing that mm-hmm the reason why I didn't eat it was if I don't like something, I have been trained by my parents, don't spit it out. Swallow it whole. So you're you're <laughs> swallower, not a spitter? Yep, I am a swallower, not a spitter. I am so glad this podcast is rated 18. <laughs> oh my god, I wish I had my camera out for that scene that's right in front of me. Both Tina and great. Danny have simultaneously done the Jean-Luc Picard, the face palm. I she knows. <laughs> what? I don't think she knows. Do I have a booger on my nose? No. Hmm? No. <laughs> oh, I know the swallowing. Yeah. <laughs> oh. oh. I thought that was a blowjob joke. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it didn't even register to me that wouldn't be registered. <laughs> I'm gonna crumb. <laughs> yes! That's, there has been a goal. There's been a goal in almost every episode to try and make that joke work. <laughs> yeah. It started what? Episode three with Shelby? I think so. And it's just, which is funny because we've actually recorded out of order. Mm -hmm. So we had an interview with Sheena Rossiter for Cultural Faux Pas. We had the episode with Shelby for Language. We went back and and uh, recorded the discussion for Sheena. We recorded the discussion for Shelby, and now we're doing you. We're now we're doing you as you're doing me. <laughs> <laughs> Interviewing you. I didn't think we were on that level yet. <laughs> well, we are in a very small, cozy, padded room. It's not my first padded room. Yikes. <laughs> Just need a hug me jacket. <laughs> a straight jacket? <laughs> hug me jacket. <laughs> Did you, you see that was like on the Milan uh, runway this year? I, ca I can't remember what company it was, but it was some fashion people. They're getting flack for making straight jackets fashion. If you're looking for a straight jacket, you're in the wrong place here. <laughs> I have, a, I have a fun story on this. I don't. This does not relate to food at all. But I took a bunch of my friends to a, an escape room, and the first stage of the escape room was to get out of a straitjacket. But there's three of like there's three people. There's six, there were six of us, and we we're in two separate rooms, and all six of us are wearing straitjackets. And she has really bad anxiety. Oh. And she like sees the straitjacket, and she's like, no. So they put it on her, and she's like, oh, this actually makes me feel really comfortable. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's okay. This is actually like really soothing. Leave her in that for a year. Yeah. <laughs> and see how she likes it then. You 
got to do that escape room? That is so not fair. We got the one right beside the straight jacket one. We, as we were exiting the room after a, a semi-failed attempt, we saw a bunch of people wrapped up in a straight jacket. There was one girl I remember in particular who had the wild eyes. It was like, oh my god, 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 oh my god. And I probably didn't help it by going, oh my god, that's the one I wanted to go to. Come on, man. <laughs> was that like back in January last year? Actually, yeah, it was about that time. No, it was not you. It was a bunch of, it was a bunch of Asian people. Oh. Mm -hmm. Say that again. No, it wasn't with you guys. It was, well, it was a bunch of Asian people. I don't know how to say that without be sounding racist. Yeah, but you're Asian, so it's okay. True. <laughs> we do not condone racism. Absolutely not. No, go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm, I was just... <laughs> Before we get too far uh, off track here, you know, like we've off spent the, the last trail. ten... <laughs> yeah, off of the breadcrumb trail. Uh, we should probably get back to the topic at hand, which is food. Does anybody else have any questions? Yeah, here's Carol with her list. <laughs> food is seen as a language. What do you do to engage in the language and the art? Like, whether it's cooking or... Oh, okay. okay. Um, well, I guess, I don't know, just eating it and enjoying it. And I find um, eating food with people mm -hmm. or even by yourself. Like, I put on some, some Netflix. I make myself a great meal, get my dog other couch where I can see him sleeping and having a great time and I eat my food and it's like wow look at this connection we have we're just we're just eating my food and we're just chilling you know it's great um but I, when it comes to different traditions and different cultures with food and the language with it uh it's definitely a part of communication I, I think like if you're if you have a language barrier and you enjoy something like mmm a good signal it's good or something like that but um yeah communicate communicating through food is something like that that i would enjoy it or partake in the language aspect or communication aspect but hope that answered everybody now <laughs> it was wonderful <laughs> so do either of you have any other questions that you want to ask i think i'm good nope i'm good Okay, so as we have a habit of doing near the end of this, uh, near the end of these episodes, I want to ask a question which will inevitably, hopefully, help to lead into our next topic next month. How was your experience budgeting for food? How did the money work out for you? Like, how did you figure that out? Um, I guess just being a conscious grocery shopper and not getting, as a student, you don't want to. You want to be getting bulk items that are at a lower cost, but you don't want to be spending a bunch of money just to get a bunch of things, right? So, um, I find when it comes to money, you want to typically just, I don't know, go to President's Choice or something like that and find the no-name brand. Usually it's exact same. Um, I don't recommend for getting gluten-free and dairy-free uh, packaged products um, other than like flour and butter and stuff like that but when you get like cookies or um, 
like the Daya cheese, which I highly don't recommend at all. It's super bad for you. And when you look at the ingredients, it's basically plastic that you're eating and it tastes not great. Um, I recommend getting, making your own like cashew cheese or something like that from that aspect or yeah, just being conscious of money, not going out for food every single day of the night or ordering pizza, getting that Domino's discount, which is now not 50%, it's 25%. Oh my God. What? What do they do? Yeah, it's a new place now that has a better deal. I don't know which, I think it's Panago. Uh, probably not, probably not. It's probably like Pizza Hut or something like that, which is great, but yeah, just saving money that way, being conscious with your money. Um, but I find budgeting, I've kind of just gotten stumbled into budgeting and um, it's hard like paying for your tuition and also living a life where you can go and like get a t-shirt that you need because your other t-shirt is now not great you know it's a sleeping t-shirt yeah it's a sleeping t-shirt you definitely need to be conscious about all your spending I think and just don't go overboard with it and uh, just save yeah Okay, so part two of that question. How did you do budgeting for overseas travel when it comes to food? What was your experience with that and how did you figure that out? <laughs> uh, I didn't. My, I went with my mom everywhere and my mom is very nice and she pays for everything because I'm her youngest child, so I'm not the baby of the family. <laughs> okay, so pro tip, lesson to take away from this episode, always go traveling with your parents who can then pay for everything. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's pro tip. Yeah, definitely. Only if you can tolerate your parents. I do travel with my parents regularly. Anything more than a couple of weeks, and it's extraordinarily stressful. A couple but of that, weeks? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a while. I, I go for like oh. a week or a week and a, like 10 days. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> Dude, the argument usually starts at about five days, but I have to tolerate them for two weeks. It... Unfortunately, with my mother being very against alcohol, that is not helpful. Yeah, you just show her a good time. She's against alcohol, but what about weed? Oh god, definitely, yes. Don't get drunk, don't get drunk. Sounds like your mother needs to kick back and smoke a joint. I would actually be... I would be horrified if she ever did that. I don't know what she would turn into. Would she nag me more? You need to get married. You need boyfriend. <laughs> well, here's the here's the funny part. So, just so we have the air clear here, weed is legal in our country, nationwide. Um, which I is about that. yeah. <laughs> I it was just Alberta. <laughs> which, which, which is why I'm comfortable, I guess, bringing this up because we are a Canadian-based podcast. They say that, you know, weed is a gateway drug, that it can lead to heavier things like heroin, crack, cocaine, that sort of thing. I don't really see that, but I do see marijuana as a gateway drug to my fridge. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that is the last drug I should be trying. My coworkers have joked they will give me weed and drop me off at the Costco parking lot. So we have an objective for next time. <laughs> We're just going to follow Carol around with a handheld recorder, get her stoned, and let her go in a Costco. We're just going to run after her. I have edibles. On you? No. <laughs> Not on me. Like, no, they're at home. in half an hour. <laughs> Can I just say the Costco? Uh, uh, 
food court, I guess. Oh my god, is it ever worth it's a dollar for a hot dog and, and a, drink. a drink. Yeah. <laughs> was oh, I was at the con this weekend. Six bucks for a hot dog. Oh yeah, Ooh, it's a steal. Ow. You you just yeah. go get yeah. get in your car, go to Costco, <laughs> come back. You're great. It's perfect. Yeah, and these are not small hot dogs either. These are quite the substantial wieners we're talking about. <laughs> oh, everyone knows a Costco hot dog. Those things are miraculous. Just the deals you get there, it's great. But you gotta find good deals. Get, like, the cheap deals. Don't, don't get the expensive bulk. Get the cheap bulk. Exactly. Do your research, you know? And their chicken wings? Oh, my <laughs> freaking. Lord. Actually, when it comes to budgeting for food, don't go to the grocery store hungry. Or if you're leaving any place that's like near fast food, have like a snack on you. Cause I've noticed that I, every time I leave school and I'm a little hungry, I just like look at Wendy's and I look at all those places like Harvey's and especially Mikado cause I love sushi. Just look at it and I just like think of food. Purse so, snacks. Yeah, so do not, just never be hungry. <laughs> goals. The goals. Life goals. Yeah. Nice orange, a nice mandar mandarin orange, is that what it is? Like the small ones that oh, you peel? Yeah. Oh, those are great snacks. Those are apparently the number one food to take with you on a hike. Because really? they don't leave any garbage because oh, you yeah, can. They're biodegradable. They're biodegradable. They, because they're so juicy, if you're running low on water, they will hydrate you. Mm. And they have good sugars in it to give you energy. Interesting. Also, if you're going, good good tip, if you're going on a hike, make your own trail mix. Like, pre made trail mix is great, like the Costco bag with MMs. But if you just buy, if you go to the grocery store, get some granola, some nuts, and some MMs, and some raisins, you're golden. Like, you. It's so much cheaper, and you don't have a massive bulk bag. You have a little bulk bag with you, so just get some like mixed nuts and stuff like that, and it's way cheaper. Cut the raisins out. Oh, the raisins are the best. <laughs> oh. All right, so I think it's time to kind of wrap things up. We are we're running about an hour of recording time. We're hoping to hit about the forty-five minute mark once this thing is done, give or take. If you're looking to get a, get a hold of us. You can reach us at facebook.com slash podcast. We've got an Instagram at instagram.com slash podcast. And if you're looking to email us, podcast at gmail.com. You can also find us at anchor.fm slash breadcrumbtrails. And you can find us at Spotify. And the podcast is also listed on blazewing.ca. So I got a question for you. If people want to get in touch with you, if they want to chat with you, if they want to, you know, send you messages about your experiences, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, probably my email. It's just uh, Jackie, J-A-C-K-I-E dot K-U-C-E-Y at uh, hotmail.com. Or you could just DM me on Instagram or tweet me or something like that. And it's usually just like Jackie Cousy is my handle so at Jackie Cousy usually what it is so you can't find me I'm the only Jackie Cousy in the world so <laughs> lucky it has been a pleasure getting to know you a little more this evening it has been an absolute wonder talking about food with you and I know Carol's been over in the corner drooling <laughs> so I personally want to thank you for coming in and spending your time with us tonight so with that <laughs> oh fuck me <laughs> <laughs>
I feel like we've been trying to do that all night, Carol. I gotta get. I'm gonna leave that in. Just so if you're trying to fuck me. Is this Carol's mom? You're really going to want to drink when you listen to this podcast. <laughs> We're going to find Carol a spouse. Just you wait. <laughs> it hasn't been working so far. Well, that being said, this has been the Breadcrumb Trails podcast. I'm Gina. I'm Carol. And I'm Danny. And we'll see you guys on the trails of life. Have a good one. Stay toasty. <laughs>